Well, well, well. Beautiful people. Best damn nation. It is Wednesday, and you know what time it is. It is the best damn wrestling podcast. I have the best damn wrestling crew with me. I got Chef Showtime in the building. What's good? I got the one and only LP, the Don. And uh, Mr. Boots, the ass is himself. Mr. Everything. What's happening, partner? What's up, what's up, what's up? I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I am Brian Renegade, and we are the best damn wrestling crew. Thank you for joining us today. You could be anywhere in the world. But you ain't. You right here watching your boys, and we appreciate you. Uh, and to everyone out there, Radio Land, on Pandora, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify, on Apple Podcast, you can ask Alexa to play the best damn wrestling podcast, and she will play it. And you can listen to your boys. Uh, thank you for listening to us in Radio Land, and thank you for watching us on YouTube and on Facebook, uh, fellas. It has been a very, 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 very crazy week in wrestling. We just had uh, the super event crown jewel happen. And uh, I want to go around the room real quick and ask you guys, how do you feel about the overall show of crown jewel in Saudi Arabia? And did it hit its expectations? Uh, let's go around the board. Chef in the kitchen. Uh, I say it was okay. It could have been better. It could have been way better. You know, I mean, they could have did the Andre the Giant Battle Royal like they did when they first started doing it. You know, there's certain things they they lacked on, but it could, like me, it could have been way better. Okay. All right. LP, what you think about Crown Jewel in Saudi Arabia? If I had to give it a letter grade, it gets a D. A D? It gets a L-P, D. sir. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, I, I got, it was at one point in time where I stopped watching it, and then I went back and watched the replay. I got so I got so pissed off at some of the stuff they was doing in the show. It just, ah. Uh, the highlight of the show was somebody who wasn't even a wrestler. That should, that should tell you enough of how good a pay-per-view was. The best part of the wrestling show was not a wrestler. A D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mr. Everything, you the wrestler in the group, sir. What did you think about the Saudi Arabia show in Crown Jewel? Uh, I wouldn't say D. I would say like a B minus. I, I enjoyed the show. Uh, There's a couple matches that kind of should have stepped up a little higher. I expected more out of Bianca and, and Bailey. Um... Brock and, and um, Bobby Lashley was really good. I really enjoyed that. Um, I did not expect the heel turn with Bobby Lashley. And, of course, you know, we, we never give uh, – we have not been giving Jake Paul or Paul Logan Paul uh, his just dues, but he did do very well on this past Saturday. And we got to give much kudos to your tribal chief, for carrying that match and making sure that he covered up his flaws. Yes, your tri- your your tribal chief. 
acknowledge him. Acknowledge I'm black. Him. I'm not Samoan. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, man, I thought that the I, I can understand where you guys are coming from. You know, I, I, there was some lackluster moments in the show. Uh, I thought it could have been a, a little tightened up. The match that surprised me at Crown Jewel, which I really enjoyed, and I think that we kind of talked it down a little bit, was the Omas versus Braun Strowman match. I thought that match was well done. You know, uh, I didn't like the ending too much, and I think that's what MP was like, you know what, screw this, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the match was good. And it surprised me because I'm like, oh, man, I, I wanted to see this. And Omos came out like the giant that he is, the destroyer that he is, and really showed everybody who he's the biggest gun in town. You know, it reminded uh, me of – it kind of reminded me of, uh, of a, a dream match between Big Show and Andre the Giant. Like, I think that's what it would have been if we had Big Show and Andre the Giant match. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh, LP, <laughs> you, you kind of talked down on the match before. Now that the, the Omos versus Braun Strowman match has happened, what do you think about it? I mean, I really, I really think, I think Omos did a good job. My biggest gripe, like you already said, was the ending because Braun could have easily let Omos get that win. Like, there was no reason for him not to get that win to be dominant. Braun could always come back later on. And you're going to get beat the whole match and lose the one move? That's I, – I can't. <laughs> the same thing with Bobby – the way the way Bobby lost was way worse. Yes. But him to, him to do all that stuff and get hit with one move, I mean, I just know he was about to kick out. I was like, I know he, I know he ain't about to go out from that bull crap right there. And then <laughs> – What's next? Are they going to continue to fuse? Or, you know, what? You know, that's why they should have kept that going. And they, I think they really, I think they buried, like they do all the time. They buried Omos uh, when they could have, that was some old John Cena and uh, uh, Nexus stuff. Let him get over. You know, he needed to get over, not Braun. Braun's already over. So, but the match itself was decent. He beat him the whole match. But I, I like the match, man. It, it, it was, you're right. It kind of reminded me of a, a big show versus Andre the Giant kind of feel, man, if they would have went at it. Uh, Omos looks impressive. The boy got new ring gear. He looks like the ultimate boss in every video game ever. <laughs> he, you know what I'm saying? I like his ring gear. The boy is chiseled. He's not chiseled, but he's he's lost weight. He got in shape. Uh, he's talking more. He's telling more stories in the ring, and he's the largest presence in the building. MVP put a stamp on him, you know. So I salute Omos man in his in his uh his his transformation. I'm going to be honest with you. They're trying to, they're kind of avoiding Omos and Roman. Uh, and I don't know who, you know, people really want to see that, but that would be a, 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 a monumental challenge for your tribal chief if that match did happen. 
Now, they, Roman Reigns has chopped down Giants before, but they are really trying their best to avoid or uh, prolong certain interactions with certain wrestlers. You know? Um, let's go around the board real quick. Uh, since we, we talked about it real quick, the Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns match at Crown Jewel exceeded people's expectations. Let's all be honest. Uh, Chef, you are not entertained. You are not impressed by Logan Paul's performance at Crown Jewel. No. The boy selfied himself jumping off the top ropes onto the table. That was the most played video in WWE social media history. It's going to get played because it's Logan Paul. And it's going to get Is played because, because it's Roman Reigns. But that should have been another another match like, let's go back to Ronda Rousey, Liv Morgan. Easy match for uh Roman. This should have been a cutthroat easy match. Slung the bar around. His brother should have hopped in the ring, helped him out and lost. That's what it should have been. Him beating no Roman like that? No. No. I like Roman got that much skills to help you do nothing like that. Hey, listen, hey, that you know, you know. Hey, that D-Lo Brown, that D-Lo Brown level frog splash, that dude got ups. If nothing else, he can jump. Like, but that D-Lo Brown frog splash was a highlight of night. I was like, oh, damn. D-Lo Brown had to be like, damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> nobody. He was high like uh, Rob Van Dam when he used to jump that high. He, he was high. Like, Dominique was probably backstage crying. Like, <laughs> I can't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Dominique. Like, that's how you do a frog splash. The next time you do a frog splash, that's how you do a frog splash. I had to hit him with the, the bad boy uh, banter. You know what I'm saying? Uh, between Will Smith and, and Martin Lawrence, for those who've seen Bad Boy 1, 2, and 3. Uh, the next time you do a frog splash, that's how you do it. That boy frog splash looked pretty. Put some respect on his frog splash, sir. It's not better than And there's a lot of people that do the frog splash in WWE right now. I would dare say his is top tier. Montez number one. Who? Montez. 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 My dog. Okay, yeah. Montez <laughs> Tez got a Tez got a he, he has my favorite frog splash in the WWE. I, I will give you that. I will give you Tez. I'm not gonna put him, but he up there. <laughs> Logan Paul's frog splash is up there, Jack. Uh it's definitely better than Dominic's. Oh yeah. Everything everybody knew better than Dominic's. <laughs> I think Logan. I think Logan is. Uh, you gotta admit though, out of celebrity celebrities that showed up, Logan Paul might be the best celebrity I've ever seen in the ring. Yeah, better Tell than Bad Bunny, I dare say. Yes, yeah. yeah, better than Bad Bad Bunny. Only did like a couple of things, and everybody went crazy. Like, look that that Larry, the the Hangman Page, Larry. Oh. He, even though he, he kind of fell into, good. He's he's the best yeah. celebrity. He's the best celebrity, hands down. You can't argue that. No way. Uh, who? Who? You know what? I, I know a lot of you probably won't agree with me. <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and say this. But Pat McAfee was yeah. damn impressive in NXT. I'm talking, hey, look, hey, LP, you have to go back and watch 
the War Games match with Pat McAfee. Because I know Pat, I, I said Pat McAfee versus Vince, so I'm going by that. That's the ball. No, you cannot <laughs> go by that horrendous. You can't go by that. That's the ball. I swear, you cannot do that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, look, we already uh, jumped into the show, but you know what my favorite portion is, fellas. In uh, each and every Wednesday, we have to do it. Uh, you know what time it is. Beautiful people. It's not topics. Uh, fellas, we asked the last show, is there an answer to Rhea Ripley and the Judgment Day? Lately, we've seen interactions between the OC, which is uh, AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, and Carlins. <laughs> I almost what well, I almost got, but you know, Carlins. Um uh, and this past Monday night, we saw <laughs> one of Triple H's babies come back home. Mia Yim, uh, formerly known as the Reckoning. <laughs> Uh, she came back to WWE. Um, I'm so happy that she is. She is a top-tier fighter. She is very strong. She is very agile. She really competed. If you're not familiar with Mia Yim's work, she was really competing with Rhea Ripley, uh, Shayna Baszler, and Bianca during their time in NXT. She's legit. She can go. She's strong. She has a presence. And now she is with the OC. Phelps, I want to get your thoughts on um, Mia Yim returning. And is she a good fit for the OC? Do you think it's temporary? Or do you think she's going to be a permanent part of the group like Rhea Ripley is in Judgment Day? Let me go, Mr. Everything. Uh, I think she is a good fit. I wasn't expecting Mia Yim, though. Um, I'm not sure who I was expecting, but Mia Yim was definitely not on the list. Um, I, it's only a matter of time to see, we'll see what she's going to do, how she's going to fit into the mode of the OC, and how she's going to hold off with Rhea Ripley. Is this going to lead up to a match between her and, Rip, and Rhea, and how that's going to go? So it's only a matter of time to see how things work out. And is this a prelude to a returning Keith Lee? That's a good question. I mean, that's a good question. Keith is still on the AEW product. Uh, he is prominent on Friday nights um, with their show Rampage. So I think that he's had a, a decent run, a decent run in, in NXT. He hasn't went for uh, the top prize yet. I'm not sure if, if John Moxley wants to really see Keith Lee. <laughs> at, at, uh, face him uh, for the AEW championship but you're right that does open up the door for an opportunity for Keith Lee to come back under this Triple H regime LP what do you think about Mia Yim returning to the WWE Ah, uh, well, you know, I don't know that much about NXT people, so I, I thought she was, I thought she, you know, when she first took the hood up, I thought she was Tamia. 
I don't know, maybe just me because I didn't know. <laughs> I was like, that's too much. That's what I thought it was. But uh, I mean, the, you know, the crowd seemed to be into it. Uh, you know, they, they needed somebody. So, I mean, I, I think it's going to be interesting. I don't necessarily think they're going to do the whole uh, with Rhea alone because that little, the way Rhea looked at Bianca, I think Rhea about to, I don't know, I, I think they about to end this for you quick because she was really looking at Bianca like, okay, I'm about to. <laughs> I'm about to come at you soon, and I really think she has to go at Bianca. So I, I don't know. It, it's gonna be interesting to see where they're gonna go. Uh, Rhea versus Bianca seems like a money match for the ages. I want to see it, and I want to see it now. Chef, what do you think about Mia Yim returning? Hey, I'm I'm loving it. My guess, my like before, my guess was go. I thought it was gonna be Raquel Rodriguez, you know. But Mia Yim is like, she's a better fit. Reckoning. I loved it. I love when she first came out on WWE as Reckoning. She got yelled at a lot, but, you know, who the? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I I love Mia Yim's work in NXT. When they changed her character to the, the Reckoning when she joined the group uh, Retribution, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is a character change. Let's see what she does with it. I only remember her wrestling one match, singles match, before she was fired. <laughs> I was just she still has the mask on. She she could have did something with it, um, but she did not. I'm not sure if it was like a TV time or if her interest in it wasn't that great. Um, if people are not familiar with uh, Mia Yim, they're going to have to get familiar with her in ring work as a as a dominant. Uh, female presence on in the locker room now. But I'm I'm not sure where they're gonna go with Mia Yim. And like I said, I'm not sure if she's just gonna stay with the OC or if this is like a one off against her and Rhea. But I'm excited to see her added to the roster. And you're right, there are some first of all, let me acknowledge something. Uh Bianca Belair is still your women's champion. That's number one. Secondly, did you see the extra muscles that she puts on? Yes. She been hitting yes. the weight. I'm like, who is training her? Look, she put at least at least 10 to 15 pounds of muscle on. She looked jacked. And I'm, I was super impressed. And I was looking at her. I was like, okay, I can see why you've been winning every match. <laughs> I can see, I can see why. Uh her her conditioning is top tier, man. And she looks like a champion. She looks how a, a, a champion should look. Um I was super impressed with the extra muscle that she put on. And I'm I'm really excited to see. Her and Mia Yim go at it. Her and Rhea Ripley go at it. And her and some of the other females uh, that's going to be on the roster. Speaking of changes, you guys saw when um, Bianca, Alexa, and Oscar walked down the ring. And then there was a symbol displayed on Titantron that was... uh, Associated with Bray Wyatt. What are these symbols going on? Do you think Alexa is going to turn heel and go with Bray Wyatt? I want to hear what you guys 
have to say about that Chef Showtime. Yeah, that was the, if you know, that's the second time it happened, though. It happened backstage when it was talking to Alexa Bliss and Oscar. It popped up and Alexa Bliss started staring at it like she was going back into the old mode of the, you know, then she came back. I, I can't wait. If they turn, I can see Oscar <laughs> with Bray Wyatt. LP, LP, tell me what you think about these symbols. Do you think that Alexa is going to go with Bray Wyatt? She's going to give it to the dark side. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they had they they pretty much foreshadowing it pretty heavy. I don't really think they. I think that's one of the reasons why they took the belts from uh, Oscar and Alexa because Alexa about to be on her own again or with Bray Wyatt or whatever. Um, I just need them to push the gas a little bit. Uh, I got a short ten span, I guess. Like, <laughs> like, come on, like, break, break. How long, break been back? Like a month now? Uh, at least a good two, three weeks, maybe, possibly. Really great month. So, I mean, I know they're building, but they need to go ahead and push this. They got, they got, they got. Now that they got Crown Jewel out of the way, I was hoping that they're gonna start pushing something. Cause, like, who's the next person step out of Roman? Like, they haven't even. Unless something happened Friday. I'm assuming something's gonna happen Friday because Roman needs to go toward whoever's the you know the next person that's gonna step up. So maybe it's gonna be Bray, I'm hoping. But yeah, I, I definitely think Alessica will be she the only I think she's the only female fit. Mm. Um the transition a little bit. We seen a, a, a darker, edgier side to your girl Liv Morgan. Do you think that she may yeah. be associated with Bray Wyatt in some type of way? The blasphemy. blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. they, they, that's the case. Nikki Cross could be look at Nikki Cross is acting annoying as hell, but she's acting crazy or whatever. So. You know, maybe, maybe Bray is starting to affect the whole roster. Now, that would be – now, let me tell you about writing. If they started having Bray affecting the whole entire roster in different ways, imagine everybody starting to go a little dark. Even the heat, even the faces, everybody's starting to snap a little bit. Bray be toxic. You know what I'm saying? Like like, like Michael Myers in the whole – ruining the whole town. Like Bray start poisoning everybody with his evil. That'd be crazy. That I mean, that's what kind of was happening with the Fiend character a little bit, uh, but in different ways. I think it was once they had the interaction with the Fiend, then they started to change. But you're right, LP. I, that would be something very interesting. Not everybody can play uh, play that scenario though and make it believable. And not make it comical in some type of way because real wrestling fans are gonna be like, What is this crap? <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna revolt against it. And you know it, man. We are a fickle bunch with short attention spans. We usually, you know, so we want uh, thrills and spills and good stories, man. But you ha it has to be within bounds. Sometimes, you know, certain types of wrestlers are are allowed to push the envelope like an undertaker. Uh, like a Bray Wyatt to do something a little bit darker, like a, uh, a Alistair Black, or what's what's he called Malachi Malachi Black? You know, uh, certain wrestlers are 
can can carry that and bring something out of other people, but not every competitor can carry that type of tone or storyline through that makes it believable to the real fans of wrestling. You know what I mean? But I can see even Oscar. even uh, Demi King Finn Balor can do it too. Demi King Finn Balor can do that. Uh, I've been impressed with with Finn lately, uh, stepping up and as the uh, <laughs> crowned, uncrowned leader of the Judgment Day. Uh, I, I'm, I'm super impressed with Finn, and I'm glad that he is getting a, a good light. Like I said, you know, NXT is in, is in full shining mode on the main roster right now. It really is. Uh, we also have to talk about something that happened this past Monday. Your boy, Austin Theory, has now <laughs> become part of history as one of the few who cashed in the money in the bank contract and fumbled it. He fumbled the ball. He faced probably one of the greatest wrestlers of this generation in Seth Rollins. <coughs> and got absolutely mauled, both of them, both of them, by Bobby Lashley. <laughs> Bobby beat the hell out of Seth. Bobby beat the hell out of Theory. And then Seth Rollins won the match after he cashed in the money in the bank contract. He fumbled the ball. I want to get your thoughts on that. In theory, losing his money in the bank contract and his opportunity to cash in on the champion. Let me go, Chef. I knew <clears throat> I knew this was going to happen. You know, it was given time. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah, because <laughs> once because this is how I figured out this was going to happen. Once Vince McMahon left, all his backing left with him. And they, there's a couple of wrestlers told him, your daddy's not here no more. <laughs> so, you know, either way it goes, you see what I was cashing in. What was it? Uh, at, Where was that last one? Before Crown Jewel? So, uh, SummerSlam. No, the one was overseas. No. It was the... Uh, Clash at the Castle? Yeah. Clash at the Castle was yeah. the last one, but he didn't, he didn't cash it in then. He was trying to, but he got knocked out by Tyson Fury. They wasn't gonna let him win that belt. Was that a clash? Yeah, it was a clash. Yeah. He went down the clash and then he got knocked out. They's not gonna let that dude win them belts. No belt. They don't want him there. They're gonna send him back to NXT. Uh LP, do you think Austin Theory is being buried? When I saw that happen, I was like, who the hell did he piss off in the back <laughs> to lose that contract? Yeah, he's definitely. I'm. I'm gonna talk about it more when I do my little rant later on. <laughs> but uh, okay. definitely, uh, he's being buried, but it's not in a good way. It's like, I guess him and Triple. I don't think him and Triple H ever got along. That's what I really think it boils down to. I think Triple H didn't like the way Vince was pushing him, so Triple H has made him suffer ever since Vince has left. Like cashing it in, even if it was even the. I ain't talking about a failed cash in. He cashed in for the U.S. title. That is not what they made. The, I, 
I know they have never said what belt is for, but who the hell cash? Just like cashes in for the hardcore championship. Who the hell cashes it in for for that belt? That was the twenty four hour championship. Yeah, that was, that was the dumbest way they could have did it out of all the ways to do it. And then Seth was damn near dead. He put like three fingers on Seth. Seth kicked out of a pedigree? Come, come on now. I know it's Seth Rollins and all, but you, if you bury him, that's fine. But at least make it make sense. Like, I, I'm not even a fan of this guy. I never liked him from the start. But damn, like, don't do him like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Everything, uh, do you think Austin Theory got some heat on him in the back, or do you think he's just, you know, it was just a failed attempt, you know? I I want to say it was just a failed attempt. I think this is a, a curveball that they're going to throw at us. I think at some point, because everybody's expecting Austin Theory to cash in and win, but no one expected him to lose and to cash in on somebody else and lose. So I think this is a curveball to where he's going to go and get the title from somebody else. Some other title for somebody else. He's going to just, he's going to become more into himself, more into the character that he's trying to be, more into the superstar that he needs to be. And they're actually going to give him a, a regular title match and have him win it. That's that's just my, my theory on it, on Austin Theory. <laughs> um, I like Austin Theory, man. I think that the character change that he had from his character in NXT was uh, remotely different. If you guys remember, he did come to main roster. Uh, he kind of floundered around. Uh, he studied under the tutelage. He was a student. Uh, yeah, thank you. He was a student <laughs> of Seth freaking Rollins. When Seth was the uh, the Jesus character, what what, what was the what was his uh, character? Huh? The Messiah. The Messiah. Yeah. He was the Messiah, and he he was he stuttered under him, and then he went to NXT. He took a more comical route uh, with Johnny Gargano in the Way, the group that he joined called the Way, uh, where. You know, he really showed his acting chops. I liked him. The boy was funny. He had chops, man. And uh, he came to main roster. He fought his way up. Uh, he's faced all the, the big the big opponents, uh, the top names in WWE. I like Austin Theory. I'm putting some respect on Austin Theory's name. I know a lot of people don't like him, but the way that the boy rolls with the punches, he doesn't mind fans booing at him. He can really wrestle in the ring and put some pressure on a lot of people, even up Bobby Lashley. You know, uh, I'm, I'm impressed. He looks good, and he's going to be poised. I, I would say that, that, you know, usually he's a Vince pick. Um. He might be a Paul Heyman guy in the future if Paul Heyman keeps on managing. You don't think he's a Paul Heyman type guy? No. He's going back to NXT. They're going to send him back in. I bet he'll be in NXT next week. He got that look on him that he's about to lose his job. His beard rolled out. He all stressed out. Like, I'm about to lose my job. It's like, where, did, where does he go from here? Like, I know what y'all saying that he's going to change, but like, why? Why would they change who he is? He like he, he's done. Like you lost your belt 
Baron Corbin was already like one of the worst cash ins ever. But this was the worst cash in. <laughs> Bobby Lashley didn't even come out until like 20 minutes after he had already smashed him. And then he came back. Like, come on. Was that not the worst barrier you have ever seen? If I, I watched it and I knew immediately it was a burial of character. I knew immediately that he was going to uh, lose that money in the bank once Bobby came out, man. Uh, I, that was rough. It was hard to see because I like Austin Theory, man. I know what he can do. Um, I think maybe he should join a faction of some sort. You know, I know he's trying to align himself with the Alpha Academy, but either you're going to be fully immersed into the Alpha Academy or you're going to start something else with somebody else. But I yeah. think that he should join up in a faction of some sort so that he can bring up his character. Maybe a Judgment Day, perhaps? Stop it. Stop it. The maximum male models. He will fit in with the male models. <laughs> Oh man, not maximum male models. <laughs> well, speaking does of, he does he not fit? Uh, he fits. He fits that kind of. He does fit maximum male models, and if he did join maximum male models, he would be the leader of the group and have two lackeys with him. But nobody wants to see that. How uh, you don't fit. You don't fit no more. I told you, you got a little rugged outlook. You got right now. No. <laughs> Speaking of maximum male models, uh, your boy L.A. Knight is back. Um, I'm not sure how familiar you guys are with L.A. Knight. Um, I believe his original name uh, on the indie circuit was, uh, help me with it, I believe it's something, uh, Drake, Eli Drake, I believe. Um, But... I like L.A. Eli. Knight. He got a big mouth. Eli. He likes to talk. The boy got physique. Uh, and he can he can really carry stories inside the ring. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. I'm not sure he's going to shine too well on SmackDown, but we'll see. Um, let me let me just ask. Is anybody familiar with L.A. Knight? Do they, uh, have they seen him in the ring? Have they seen him wrestle? And have they seen him talk? Because the boy can go. Bobby. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I like LA Knight. I think that he can be uh, a really great fixture uh on the main roster. I was waiting for him to appear. Um and now he's having some some pretty pretty decent matches. So I I, I want to see how far he goes on the SmackDown roster. Uh so welcome to the big time, Mr. LA Knight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how he does it. Uh fellas. We have first of all, I, I, I had something that I wanted to uh play almost a, a playback of sorts. Um from one of our conversations that we had. Uh and this is a replay, and I want to kind of just touch on it and talk about it real quick. All right. So, fellas, I'm not sure if everyone has eaten something. Darren Comey looked like Carl Winslow. I want to get your thoughts 
on how the New Day is being booked. <laughs> They're not. <laughs> They're dying. The New Day was running. At, as, uh, they were at the top of the card for so long. And now I'm looking now at them, man. At I don't man, even recognize these brothers. Big E was the heart and soul. And the heart, and got, heart ripped got ripped out. out. And then you, and just, then had then you just had the arm in the, the foot. Arm in the uh, what that clip was, I know that was kind of hard to watch. <laughs> what that clip was, uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, but we were talking about the new day, and uh, we wanted the new day uh, to kind of shine a little bit more than what they've been. Now, their uh, legacy as being the longest reign tag team champions is being threatened by the Usos, uh, trying to break their record. They have a match coming up on this Friday. I'm excited to see that because uh, I love how the New Day wrestles. I love them uh, entertaining. And I want to see if the Usos will beat the New Day's record. Do you think the New Day will still remain the longest tag team champions in WWE history? Or do you believe that the Usos will break their record on Friday. Uh, for me, this is a big money match because I love when they go against each other. They put on banger of matches. LP. I, it's hard to say. Like I really want to say that they're going to let the New Day keep that because that's all the New Day got going on. I mean, they pretty much said it in the ring. <laughs> like They sound like crackheads. Like, we ain't got nothing left. Like, that's all we got <laughs> So, <laughs> I really think if they don't keep the streak, then it's shame on WWE because the New Day has done a lot throughout the year. The New Day is one of the most popular groups ever in the history of WWE from selling cereals to acting like buffoons <laughs> and, and single taking it with stride and the Usos they don't need they don't need that streak. Like I think the New Day has earned the streak and the Usos haven't. Because the Usos have barely even fought for their belts. Like they 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 don't even wrestle just that much. They part-time. They damn they like Roman. They don't even wrestle that much. So I think the I think the New Day deserves it. But I'm I'm gonna go with the New Day, but I, I can't see them screwing them. But I'm gonna go to New Day. Uh, Mr. Everything, do you think the Usos will be the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history? I I do not. Um, mainly because the New Day is so red hot as baby faces that if they don't win these tag titles, you're going to have a heel turn with the New Day and then you're going to lose a lot of fans with that so you have to you pretty much have to give the titles to the new day like lp said this is all they have really going on right now um they brought up all the accolades that they've done so far um even with the promos i mean it was very strong i, I love when the new day and the usos interact in their promos because it's reality it's real life and everything that they say um they brought up you know coffee and how they um uh, gave up the match just so he can have that opportunity at the world title, 
which is very true. That's exactly what they did. And for people who did not know it or was not paying attention or don't remember, they got a, a you know a recap of everything that these two teams have been through. So uh, I say New Day wins the tag titles this Friday, um, which sets up for Jay Uso to go against Roman Reigns for the title because he don't give a damn about what the Chad Chiefs say. <laughs> Oh man, um, you brought up you brought up a lot of very very valid points, sir. Um, I, I do want to see who's going to be Roman Reigns' next challenger. That is very that is very uh, stagnant on my mind. I'm just trying to figure out who are they going to put into place. For Survivor Series. I mean, I know Survivor Series is coming up, and they may do the War Games thing, team against team. That'll be good, you know, a banger for the end of the year uh, leading up to to the uh, Royal Rumble. Um, Man. Quick question. Yeah. Because we still have Brawling Bruce involved in this whole scenario with the New Day and Usos. If the brawling brutes happen to get involved, there's your, your there's your war games match for the tag titles: the Usos, the brawling brutes, and the New Day. But that will mess up the moment if they and and they probably would do something like that. But I think I think they're gonna win, and I think Big E is gonna come out to help them celebrate. Big E is not in a wheelchair or nothing like that. He's mobile. I think either he's gonna show up. Or he, he's gonna he's gonna show up Friday. Yeah. Hey, did you hear what they were saying though? They said we will be whole soon again. So I think they was talking about Big E coming back on Friday. But mm-hmm. I have a feeling Uso's gonna keep the belts. Then they like you said, I, I agree with Mr. Everything. They're gonna be the brawling brutes, the Usos, and it's gonna be uh a new day, but I have a fear Imperium will get, they want to get put in there. So it'd be a fatal four-way for the tag team titles. That will be a good match. And if you know this what? is a big E, if this is a big E return, then there's your match for Roman Reigns. No, I think, I said big E coming back. I ain't saying he ring ready. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 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 He ready. He ready. <laughs> nah, I don't want that brother coming back here soon. I want him to come show up, but I ain't nah, 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 nah. <laughs> well, we just seen uh, the presence of uh, Big He, Big E here in Phoenix. Uh, he was one of the hosts for the NASCAR event that he had up here. Uh, and he was really good, man. He, uh, you know, being Big E, man, he, he has that, that very powerful uh, announcing voice of man, I think he did a bang up job, and he's still with the company because this was a, a WWE uh, NASCAR kind of uh, sponsored spot for you know for for Biggie. So I applaud him. But I also, while I have him here, we all have to applaud Mister Everything uh, for his performance, uh, and I like to uh, say. 
Thank you, Mr. Everything, for entertaining us and becoming all elite. You see your boy right there, Victor Andrews, huh? On AEW Dark's product. Man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Sir. Thank you. <laughs> clap, clap. Thank clap, you. Clap. Uh, sir, can now, you tell us I a little bit about show. Can you tell us a little uh, bit about your experience with that? Yes, and well, first of all, you, sir, you, I watch the show, okay? I don't I don't put every match that I just get beat up on, okay? I watched it, I heard what you said, and I was like, as soon as they get on the show, I'm coming for them, I'm cutting a promo on them, so just know, as soon as I see you, it's you and I, okay? <laughs> um, the experience was, was amazing. Uh, I got to catch up with some old friends, you know, uh, Jay Lethal and I are really good friends. We got a chance to catch up, see how everything was going. I got a chance to talk to Arn Anderson and William Regal and just kind of see how things were going as far as the backstage. Uh, it was fun. It was fun. The only thing, uh, I won't talk about that, but it was fun. It, it was, it was an amazing experience. Um, Lawrence Kane and the best friends are really cool guys to, to interact with. Uh, the other two guys that was on my team, they're up and comings as well. Uh, so I wish them well and everything that they're going to do and what they plan to do. And I can't wait to see what happens next. I've seen a lot of guys go out there and do really good and come back for more. As far as what the, the feedback I got, I did a great job. So let's see if I get called again. Or let's see if somebody else can help us to see it and say, you know what? Let's get him before he goes over there. So, you know, it's all about the, who can get who first. So it'll be AEW, WWE, Impact, Cross Seas. Who knows? Controlling narrative is still running too. So we never know what happens. Uh, you know, I was I was super excited to see you, man. Um I was I was yelling, I was like, there's my boy, you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> Uh, I was able to watch the match, man, and uh, I, I I've always enjoyed your wrestling style, man. And you, I was like, look at that 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 young man selling over there. Look at him selling that punch, <laughs> selling that slam. Damn, that looked like, like like it hurt, but he sold it even more. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Absolutely. Got to got to take a moment just, and, and run with it. Yeah, man. Uh, so the brothers just wanted to show you love, man. Show you that we support you. Uh, keep on grinding and do your thing. Uh, you were all elite in our eyes. Uh, but you know, I know that you waiting for that paycheck to come. Uh, <laughs> for sure, for sure. The, the big pay. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, so that leads me into our segments for tonight. Uh, I got to ask Mr. Everything. What is your match of the week? All right. So like we just spoke about, there's been a lot of action going on, a lot of great matches, a lot of really horrible matches. Uh, we do have to bring light to the Usos and the Brawling Brutes who put on another banger. Uh, I did enjoy the six-man tag with the, with the uh, OC and the Judgment Day, but I got to give this week and – only because of what LP said, he was the best celebrity to come out and perform in a match. So I had to give it to Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. We do talk a lot of trash about Logan Paul. 
and by him going out there. But he went out there and he performed. He performed better than what we expected. Um, that splash from the top rope with the millions and millions of views with the um, phone was really good. I don't particularly like the spot with the phone because I feel like Roman is laying there too long and it looks stupid. But, you know, if Logan would have did that a little bit faster, I'd have been like, okay, that's the spot. Um, and that Adam Pace, like Lariat, that he did do was really good too. Um, he did pull out some stuff that I was not expecting. So this week's match of the week is going to go to Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. I uh, I can I can agree with you. You brought up two really good matches. The Brawling Brutes versus Usos was an, an, a really great match. Uh, Fast-paced, hard-hitting, man. They always put on a hell of a fight anytime that they go at it. Uh, and the Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns match was good in a lot of different ways because a lot of people were shocked at Paul, his wrestling ability, uh, his ability to keep up with Roman Reigns, and he was injured midway through the match. Um, I believe he tore or, or sprained his meniscus and uh, his ACL and, and uh, I believe another another tendon in his leg. Uh, so he's out with injury right now. We wish him a speedy recovery uh, because you, you put on the hell of a match. And as far as wrestling fans go, uh, you know, we don't really respect a lot of people, especially when they step in that ring. But I think that he has gained the respect of wrestling purists around the world. Uh, he still got some more to prove and a lot to go. But, you know, that the boy can wrestle. He can go. And, you know, he got a following already. He's a star. He doesn't need to build up his character. He is the character. You know what I mean? The so, only thing that... Real quick, the only thing that really aggravated me with Logan Paul is his too much interaction with the fans. Like, it was at one point, if you go back and watch the match, he took something, and then he looked at a little kid and said, I'm okay. Why Why would you say that? Like, that just – that something like that kind of catches me off guard and, and it pisses me off a little bit because I'm like, no, you're not okay. <laughs> like, you're supposed to be selling this stuff. You know what I mean? So – it was some, some spots when he's talking to the fans and he's, like, telling them a little bit too much and talking to them too much when he's supposed to be selling. But other than that, yeah, uh, I'm good. Man, um, that was a very interesting moment, sir. And like I said, that was a good match. It was a pretty decent match, you know. LP, sir. Uh, it's been a lot going on in the world of wrestling, so we have to ask you what was your best damn wrestling moment? Uh, we kind of we kind of spoke on it uh, earlier. Uh, the Usos and the New Day interaction in the ring, I think, was like the best part of the show to me personally. Um, I think they should have let it go on longer. I think Matt Riddle ruined it. Like I really thought it was just getting juicy. Like, they really should have, even if they had him, if that was his part to come in, they should have waited. Like, Kofi was about to start, like, really, like, saying some good stuff. And, you know, being that Friday, they're going to wrestle. So, they're not going to really do a whole lot of, uh, you know, a whole lot of talking. I really feel like, you know, like, with stuff that Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods, I think he's underrated, especially on the mic. I think I think Xavier Woods is really madly underrated. Um, 
I mean, it annoys me how he holds the mic that it annoys the hell out of me. But, I mean, <laughs> but like, the stuff he says, like, I don't think they can really handle him, like, blow for blow, like, on the mic. Like, the Usos, I think, I, I would like to see this him and Jimmy go at it. Nobody else, him and Jimmy, just go at it. Um, I think it will be so good. But that, that was a good moment because it showed a lot of emotion and it put a lot of story and the build-up for Friday's match, whatever happens, um, I'm glad that they built it up, you know, versus just having them wrestle uh, come Friday. But that hands down was the best move to me. Yeah, um, I, I agree, man. I, I love that interaction between uh, the two teams, and they told a lot of truths. You know what I mean? I, uh, I remember there was one point where uh, he was like, they were talking about pressure, right? The pressures that you have to live up to, the expectations of those greats that came before you, uh, such as the members in the bloodline, like a Rikishi, like a Yokozuna, like a High Chief Peter Maivia, like a uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, like a Roman Reigns. Uh, the pressure to, to, to keep at the highest level. And then on the other end for the New Day is building a legacy off of your own name when nobody believed in you. And they were talking about the unbelievable pressures of both ends. And I saw, I you know, it, I couldn't pick a side. You know, that was the first time I was like, you know what? Both sides have a legitimate point. Uh, and then there was one point where, say, you know, Kofi was like, what do you know about being in the back and catering and not knowing if you're going to be fired or not? That didn't even dawn on me that they will fire one of the greatest tag teams of all time in New Day. It didn't dawn on me at the time. And I'm like, yeah, I, you know, that was a, a a crazy period for a lot of people because they didn't know if they were going to be fired. And people that you thought were going to be there, like a Braun Strowman, like a Keith Lee, like, a, you know, so, uh, some of these other people, they just start, you know, getting fired out of nowhere. You know? So uh, I can see the pressures of both. I think that the back and forth banner uh, between the two teams uh, was really good until Seth, you know, I, I have to admit uh, Matt Riddle did come in and kind of, he, he really messed up the mood. And I can look at him all saying like, man, what you, what you doing out here? <laughs> what are you doing? Man, do you want to hit my ball? No, get out the ring, man. We got a moment going right here. You know what I'm saying? We got a moment going. I don't want to hit your ball. Get out of here. You know, one of the moments you know to make everybody laugh. Because it had to break the tension. It had to break the tension because other than that, it was going to come to blows. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I understood why it happened. I understood why it happened. But I did not like it because I really wanted to see what more Kofi and Woods had to say. They already don't get enough TV time. So I really wanted to see what those brothers really, really, really had to say. Uh, but I enjoyed that moment, and I thought it was a great moment, LP. So I appreciate you bringing that up, sir. Well, uh, I'm going to go ahead and transition to keep it with LP. Spend some time since we heard the genie go off. Uh, he's been really busy uh, playing the world domination and fashion shows and 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 these uh, celebrity photo shoots and such. He's a busy man. 
so every once in a while, I got to give him a little time to kind of blow off some steam and talk about some things that's on his mind before he mess around and kill everybody. So everybody, prepare yourself for LPs. Tough. Talk. Oh my God! Oh my God! Oh my God! All right, <clears throat> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little nicer today, and what I say reflects me and nobody else on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying, but I am really tired of the WWE wasting great matches overseas. With these crowds that stink. That crowd was horrible over there. And I don't care what nobody says. They 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 it's like they don't know if they're gonna cheer. They, they feel like they're gonna get in trouble. If you go back and look, they they barely stood up, they barely knew what was going on. When Lo, that Logan, if that Logan Paul and Roman match was in the US, that match would have been bananas. The crowd would have lost their mind. In that match, they need to start doing shotgun Saturday night type matches for Crown Jewel. Start letting some of the scrubs get some time over there. Let Liv Morgan fight uh, Nikki Cross or somebody over there. Nobody cares about none of them. You're the only person that cares about Liv Morgan. Nobody else cares about Liv Morgan. <laughs> Let her go overseas, put on her full body suit so she don't show no skin, and fight over there. They wasted what was the, what's the other place they do overseas? Uh, the Clash at the Castle, that was a good crowd. But Crown Jewel, they need to stop wasting those matches over there, and they need to save them only for the matches over here. Because the crowd, without the crowd, like, go back and watch that Roman match. The crowd, it was not there. Am I wrong? Please let me know if I missed something. Let me know the match that you felt like the crowd was just like, la, 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 la. <laughs> they weren't doing nothing. <laughs> They won't do nothing. They won't play nothing. Like, I want them to be jamming up there. If the Iron Sheik would have showed up or something, they probably would have lost their damn mind. So they, they just need to do more. Stop wasting these type matches. Like, nothing that happened at Crown Jewel settled anything except for the Roman match. Let me know what match in Crown Jewel settled anything that was going on. And I said the same thing about Clash in the Castle. What what was settled over there, crown over there? Romans match. That's it. Everybody else match was thrown together. Boy, job. They gotta start writing these matches better and stop burying their own wrestlers. Rest in peace to your boy Austin Theory because he's dead. He's gone. They tried to bury Amos. <laughs> Amos. They damn they damn near buried him by not letting him then win. They screwed Bobby Lashley. I'm not even gonna get on how they keep on doing the brothers over there. I just knew Bianca was gonna lose, but thank God that they got that sense and they know Bianca needs to keep that belt for right now. But they're doing the brothers pretty bad over there. But I ain't gonna talk about that. I ain't that bad today. Just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Oh man. All right, let that breathe. Uh thank you, LP, for another tough talk. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that some something that did in maybe the Bianca and Bailey feud, I believe that may be on pause right now. I'm not sure because Bailey is a sore loser, so I'm not sure. She, I'm not yeah. sure if Bailey is going to let that ride. Did 
Did anybody notice Beta didn't talk last week? I did. I noticed that. Didn't say a word, and, and that is not like her. Like I don't know if she was hurting her throat or something. But like she ain't say a little ding dong. Like she she didn't say nothing. And like I think, girls, I think that's, go ahead. That's that's a little little prelude to her little darker side because they did bring up a good point. She has pinned Bianca, but Bianca hasn't pinned Bailey. So. That's a really good point to kind of bring another match right back and have Bailey beat her. Finally. Uh I think that this probably would have been the time to do it, man. This is like the third interaction that they had, right? So if they were gonna have her take the belt off of Bianca, it would have been during this match. Um you know, we didn't see a, any titles change change hands except for the women's tag team. Uh titles. But my question is, why aren't the Intercontinental and the U.S. title defended at these events? Doesn't it not make sense to have the Intercontinental championship on the line in Intercontinental pay-per-views? The best. Does, that, does that not make sense? Do do we have to, you know, have a, a European title again for that to make sense? I'm not sure. Like, I'm thinking Intercontinental, <laughs> right? <laughs> you should be defending that at all of the major matches. I would love to have well, seen Gunther or or Seth Rollins have a match during Crown Jewel. I feel like I feel like this pay per view was kind of a closing to. Some storylines or beginning to some storylines, like it's the beginning for Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, um, kind of a closing for Bianca and uh, Bailey, uh, a little bit of closing between Karrion Cross and Drew McIntyre. Please, um, <laughs> yeah, close, close that out. Um, and then, and then a, a new beginning for the OC and the Judgment Day. So if they would have done it, they would have had somebody. For Gunta in particular, that has started. Maybe it would have been Gunta and Rey Mysterio, you know. But the only thing with that, he beat Rey clean. Like it was no type of interference with that. So, um, with those type of matches on those pay per views, when you bring in those titles, you have to have something that you're either going to begin or you're going to close out. And they didn't really have anything for Seth or Gunta to really do anything with. So, I don't know. I I think, and I, I made this brief, and maybe it's me, but when you go back and look at the old wrestling, which we all grew up on, the main goal was getting a belt, right? Getting some sort of belt. Every wrestler wanted a belt. That's not the case no more. Like, do the belts really matter? Like, if all the belts right now, tomorrow was gone, like, nobody is really fighting for any belts consistently. Drew McIntyre need to be like, Roman, I'm coming after you as soon as I get done with this bum. Or, you know, look at, if, if, even if Bailey don't fight Bianca for the belt no more, who's going to fight Bianca? Nikki Cross? Uh, the Tank Girl? Like, they, that, who? who? Uh, the U.S. title, Bobby Lashley was making it a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, relevant. But the other belts, and like, I guess, uh, Mr. Everything, I ask you because you are a wrestler. 
If you're in a WWE, is your goal to wrestle matches or is your goal to get some gold? Because it seems like that's no longer the goal no more. Well, it's definitely the goal is definitely to get a championship. Um, but you got to think about certain things. So, like Drew McIntyre, he he doesn't over he doesn't want to look past Karrion Cross. Like he's a in in terms of a match, you got to look at the opponent you have in front of you, and you have to say, okay, I can't just say I'm going for the championship and not really pay attention to this guy in front of me because we're supposed to be fighting this guy if I'm just going to look past him. So in terms of Drew McIntyre, he's kind of has his focus on Karrion Cross. Once he get over that hump with Karrion Cross, then he can go for the title. Bobby Lashley has his mindset on the title, which is why he lost to Brock Lesnar because he's so focused on, oh, I want to get my revenge on Brock Lesnar and I want to go back and get my United States title. He messed around and dropped the ball and lost the match. So I think a lot of these people are goal-oriented towards championships. It's just to have these these humbles and these hurdles in front of them that they're trying to put their focus on and get past it. Because if, if you're not going to put your focus on the person that's in front of you, then why are you fighting? That's that's a good point. Um, I would think that at some point people will be trying to trying to go for gold, but Roman is so so far ahead of people that seems like a distant dream for a lot of people. Uh, to be able to to uh, win the WWE Heavyweight Championship, uh, the main title. Um, I can see a lot of people going for the U.S. Intercontinental Championship. Uh, but to be honest with you, if I'm on SmackDown and I don't – who wants to really face Gunder? <laughs> who, who wants to really face – you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to see – there are some – there's some powerhouses on both SmackDown and Raw. And it's hard because there's not a lot of titles available. Unlike when you watch AEW, AEW has a thousand championships. And it's it's cool to see, but it's a lot of participation show, uh, trophies. And you're trying to look at which title really has uh, the prestige that it needs. For instance, I think that Jade Cargill should go for the main women's title. Why isn't she the women's champion? Is she trying to make the TBS championship relevant? I don't know, but she needs to be at the forefront. If they're going to keep a talent like that, why isn't she the main women's championship champion? Tony Storm, as much as I love Tony Storm in NXT, Tony Storm is doing nothing for that belt. I hate to say it. And I used to like Tony Storm. She is doing nothing for that belt. So, um, and AEW really doesn't have a lot of female stars. You know what I'm saying? That transcend, that transcend like that. You know what I mean? I think Britt Baker is probably the only real one. You know, I know they got some names that they're trying to bring get, bring up, but Britt Baker is the, is homegrown. And she really built her name up. The rest of those girls are really getting lost in the sauce. They don't really have a star like that. Uh, but Jade Cargill is a real star. And they need to put some respect on Jade's name. Because to be honest with you, I would love to see Jade in WWE. They would give her the money that she wants in TV time. And I think she would have some banger matches with Bianca, with Charlotte, with Becky, uh, with Bailey. 
I think she would have some uh, really impressive matches, and she would be a superstar on that product. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, fellas, sometimes we get hungry. <laughs> and we got to go to the chef to find out what's Chef Showtime. What you make this week, Chef, and what's your best damn recipe? Oh, this week, my best damn recipe was gumbo. Yeah, that shit looked delicious. <laughs> like me, as I made that for my aunties, because they eat the seafood. I can't eat seafood, I will die. <laughs> so I made me a chicken gumbo. <laughs> Just hold up. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you know, but the gumbo, the first thing you need to make is your root. Your root is the key. <clears throat> Mess the root up and burn your root. The gumbo gonna taste like trash. I found that out that long time ago. <laughs> it takes once you burn your root, I mean that whole thing gonna taste like a burnt skillet. It is horrible, you know. But yeah, it, it was a banger. Like I, I don't eat certain stuff like okra, seafood. So I made mine to like a chicken gumbo with the sausage. It's a good meal for a warm, for a cold night, or just on a Super Bowl party. It's delicious. But I got the recipes up on the best damn page. You will enjoy it. Let me know. You know how hard it was. For me to put the best damn gumbo on there. You know why? Because people in the South are very protective and particular about their gumbos. <laughs> I know once I did that, I might have to fight somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm taking the bullet for you, sir. Uh, the recipe is up. Uh, hopefully, you'll go to New Orleans anytime soon. Uh, saying that we got the best damn gumbo. It's in a, Phoenix, Arizona, but we do. Nah, I got you on that one. You ain't gonna have to take a bullet. That recipe is from the South. It's from my aunties that live in New Orleans. All right, so boom. Auntie, auntie just saved your life. You just <laughs> saved your life, auntie. <laughs> you know, straight, straight from, straight from the uh, from the swamp. You know, what I'm saying the beautiful land of New Orleans. Uh, I got family down there, so yeah. Uh, thank you, Chef, for that best damn recipe. And like Chef said, you can find that recipe and many others on the Best Damn Wrestling Facebook page. Uh, I want to do one more thing, fellas, before we leave. Um, some people in some matches deserve something a little extra than praise. Something a little extra than us just talking about it. Uh, something, an award of sorts. Uh, fellas, I want to get your nominees for this week's WTF Award. What the f What's that? What the f What's that? <laughs> 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 uh, if you do not know what the WTF award is, is when you see something and you were like, what was that? 
That was stupid. That was dumb. I didn't like it. Uh, that deserves the WTF award. Let me go around the room and get this week's nominees for the WTF award. Chef. Uh, I have to give mine to uh, the Logan Paul. You got to explain that one. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, he's not even Logan Paul. Jake Paul. When he jumped, okay. When he jumped over, tried to come in the ring. What, what, what you doing, bro? You like him? To, like, what was the reason? Oh, yeah. like, he had intro. He had intro music. Like, why? Like, yeah. <laughs> he had a whole intro music. Yeah, and he had a little little scuffle uh, with the Usos, and also a little face to face with Solo Sokoa. So that. <laughs> Did you see how he was throwing them punches though? In the ring, he's trying to knock them, throwing them little weak, little weird punches, and they just they were soggy. Yeah, they were soggy. They ain't gonna do this. At least cold with this, you know what I'm saying? They were soggy punches. They were soggy. So, Jake Paul, you are a nominee of the WTF award. LP. Who's your nominee for the WTF award? I got to give it to you, boy. Austin Theory. Cash <laughs> in. <laughs> what? Oh, contract. The contract is not made for that title. I got to go back and watch some money in the banks. If I ain't mistaken, the contract is specifically for that belt. Is it not? Maybe I'm wrong. It is not for any belt. It's not for the championship. It's for any belt. That's it. Any belt. Any belt. Any time. It's still stupid to have him <laughs> <laughs> to have him waste that belt, waste that, waste that 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 case, that case gone now. Waste. Oh, man. Uh, Mr. Everything, <laughs> who is your nominee for the WTF award? My nominee this week is going to be Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley, and the stupid referee. Bobby Lashley showed us, wasn't he on the daggone mat? Dummy, yeah, L.A. Knight, thank you for the quote. Dummy, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. And, and a brother to be the beast, and he cut out that way, he, he he makes a good point. I don't get it. All right, uh, from the pieces <laughs> that I can pick up, what you said, given <laughs> Bobby Lashley in uh, uh, Brock Lesnar the WTF award with the referee, um, yes, it did yes. not look like all that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did not look like the uh, the shoulders were down. But you know, to to be honest with you, Bobby's shoulders are huge. His shoulders and his back are huge. So he was laying on nah. a muscle. I don't know if it was both shoulders. Nah. <laughs> no, 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 no. In, in that case, in that case, in that case, he was laying on his neck. Okay, he wasn't even on his shoulders. <laughs> he was on his neck. <laughs> he was on all neck. You know, it was just one muscle was just touching, uh, and both shoulders are supposed to be down. But that was a very, very uh, crazy moment. 
uh, very shocking in, in, in the way it was. And it was a very short match. And I knew it was going to be kind of short. Uh, the power shots at, at you know, power shots. Bobby just kept hitting them with spear, spear, spear. Uh, it was it was a great showing for Bobby, a great show of strength for Bobby. And I definitely see another match somewhere down the line. Um, and, and Chef, you mentioned it in the last podcast. You said somebody would have to get hurt to an extent. I think uh, it looked like Brock had hurt his his knee. Uh, so you were right, sir. We were looking at you like you were crazy. You were like, what? Ain't nobody going to get hurt. But, you know, Bobby, I mean, I'm sorry, excuse me, uh, Brock hit me, uh, and that kind of took him out for the rest of the match. Uh, so I, I'm excited to see these two Titans go back at it again. I would love to see that at WrestleMania or the Royal Rumble to see Brock versus Bobby. Number three. Mm-hmm. Well, fellas, uh, it has been a great show. Thank you for joining me again, as always. Uh, tell the people what you got going on and where they can find you. Chef Showtime. Right now, I got nothing going on. Just finished unpacking this house. And um, you can find me on Facebook as Dante Carter. You can find me on Facebook as Dante Kitchen, uh, Instagram Showtime eighty three. You can find me Instagram at Chef Showtime. That's it. Yeah. All right, uh, your boy LP. I know you got a lot of stuff going on. What's happening? Tell the people where they can find you and what you got going on. Uh, you can find me on Instagram one click photography shoots doing photo shoots all day long. Um, I recently had a casting for my upcoming fashion for next year, and I will make an announcement on my social media this Friday if I'm going to do a second casting. So make sure you follow my uh, Instagram to see that. Awesome, awesome. And the great Mr. Everything, what do you have going on? Where can the people find you? Uh, I'm just chilling right now. I am off for the rest of the years in terms of wrestling at live shows. I have some content um, days going on with Control Your Narrative and some of the guys of Control Your Narrative. And I'm just going to hit a bunch of wrestling schools and do some trainings, maybe do some seminars, and we'll see what happens. But, you know, just keep up with me on TikTok and on Instagram. Uh, and we talked about it before, sir. Uh, Mr. Everything breaks it down, a segment where you show how to do moves. Uh, I'm excited about that. Training videos, as, as you will, for the fans to get some insight on their favorite wrestling moves and how it's performed by an expert like yourself, sir. So uh, hopefully you can do that for the fans because they're clamoring for it. Uh, so we shall see. I will have one for you tomorrow. Mr. Everything delivers again. <laughs> what can this man not do? <laughs> fail. Can't fail. That's what I can't do. <laughs> oh, man. Best damn nation. If you want to follow this show, you can go to our social medias. You can go to our Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can go to our Facebook page at Best 
damn wrestling. You can go to our Facebook group or page at the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can check us out on Twitter at Best Damn Crew. And you can check us out on Twitch at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. And if you want to join the Best Damn Nation for as little as $5, that's a drink, some fries, a burger, and maybe a toy. You can join the Best Damn Nation and get all kind of swag and paraphernalia. We got hoodies, we got hats, we got cups, we got mugs, we got t-shirts. We got all kind of gear for you. So go check us out on our Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast to support your boys. Uh, thank you for all of our supporters and thank you for everyone who is helping us grow. Fellas, beautiful people, we will catch you next Wednesday at 6 o'clock Eastern for the next Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. <laughs>